This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Fairy Test member, for making tonight's program possible. Tonight's special guest is Sophia Stewart, the mother of the Matrix, as she's affectionately known. She wrote her epic, The Third Eye, while she was studying cinema at the University of Southern California. This ingenious work, copyrighted since 1981, is a foundation and contains the core elements of the blockbuster films The Terminator and The Matrix. We'll discuss her story and her unique perspective of her past, present, and future. More than science fiction, Sophia Stewart writes about our future, like Alfred Hitchcock, Leonardo da Vinci, Spike Lee, and many others. Sophia Stewart plays herself into the story as the Oracle. Sophia Stewart will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, which is almost three hours long, go to our website, veritasradio.com, and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately, and will have access to everything we have to offer. Remember, Veritas is censorship and commercial-free, and survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. If you like what you hear, become a member today. And don't forget to visit our Veritas store, where you can find MMS, our 8GB USB drives with every season, and much more. And remember, I will be attending a few conferences in the next few weeks. Visit the website for more details. 
And to get in touch with me, it's very simple. Click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. According to Sophia Stewart, in 1999, after seeing the movie The Matrix, she filed a copyright lawsuit against the Wachowski brothers, Joel Silver and Warner Brothers. She was shocked to learn that the movie was based on her original manuscript entitled The Third Eye, which has a copyright dating back to 1981. The FBI also found during the course of her investigation that her copyright script was passed to James Cameron over at Columbia Pictures, and he infringed it as well for his movie The Terminator. According to court documentation, an FBI investigation discovered that more than 30 minutes have been edited from the original Matrix film in an attempt to avoid penalties for copyright infringement. The investigation also stated that credible witnesses employed at Warner Brothers came forward, claiming that the executives and lawyers had full knowledge that the work in question did not belong to the Wachowski brothers. These witnesses claimed to have seen Stewart's original work and that it had been often used during preparation of the motion pictures. The defendants tried on several locations to have Stewart's case dismissed without success. Ms. Stewart is currently continuing her epic work in the upcoming Matrix 4 movie, which is destined to supersede the extraordinary success of The Matrix and The Terminator and establish her as one of the most profound master writers of the 21st century. And to discuss more of this saga and her visions of the future, Sophia Stewart is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Sonia Barrett, and you are listening to The Veritas Radio Show. Child prodigy, prolific writer, poet, and creative genius are just a few of the terms used to describe Sophia Stewart. Stewart received a Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism and minors in law and psychology from the City University of New York. 
1979, her love and skills for writing motivated her to move from New York to Los Angeles, where she studied cinema at the University of Southern California. It was there she had the opportunity to study film under the auspices of producer Leon Roth, father of Eric Roth, screenwriter of the movie Forrest Gump. Mother of the Matrix, as she is affectionately known, wrote the epic The Third Eye while she was studying cinema at the University of Southern California. This ingenious work, copyrighted since 1981, is the foundation and contains the core elements of the blockbuster films. Stewart's brilliance lies in her ability to create characters, stories, and cinematic magic. In The Third Eye, she has transformed comprehensive metaphysical and spiritual concepts into the most revered science fiction films of the 20th century. The Terminator and The Matrix films are among the most artistically phenomenal and financially profitable film franchises franchises in Hollywood's history. These works have currently grossed over $25 billion, won four Oscars, and continue to generate revenue internationally. She's currently continuing her epic work in the upcoming Matrix 4 movie, which is destined to supersede the extraordinary success of The Matrix and The Terminator and establish her as one of the most profound master writers of the 21st century. And to learn more about Sophia Stewart and purchase The Third Eye, visit her website at truthaboutmatrix.com. And directly from Las Vegas, Nevada, I would like to welcome Miss Sophia Stewart to Veritas. Hello, Miss Stewart. Welcome. How are you? Yes, hi. I'm doing good, doing well. Well, it's an honor to have you on. A few weeks ago, I had a good friend who uh, called me and said, you need to have the mother of the Matrix on your show. And we talked for hours a few days ago. And, and I have to tell you, I'm sorry I didn't record that because that could have been a great bonus to tonight's interview. So I'm glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. As I was telling you offline, I like to start, first of all, from childhood. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I know you were, you were a genius from, from a, a, very, a very young age. Take us from there, and then we'll progress to your prolific writing. I grew up in uh, New York City, and, I, and I've always had that gift. The same way that uh, Tiger Woods had the gift for playing uh, golf or Venus and Serena for tennis or Barbara Streisand for singing or, uh, you know, or, or, you know, any of the, the other singers, you know, the late Michael Jackson, it, it's a definite gift or Michael Jordan in basketball. It's just a gift. I have this extraordinary gift in writing and my teachers, um, they discovered that gift, you know, because I had a lot of very famous and very wealthy, uh, teachers who were already, um, very phenomenally known, such as Max Siegel, former journalist with the New York Times, Emil Capudia, author, essay critic, uh, Leon Roth that you just mentioned, whose father, his, who's the father of Eric Roth, the screenwriter who did uh, Benjamin Buttons and Forrest Gump. So these very famous teachers, you know, discovered my gift and you know they saw that I had a gift that was extraordinary so my first writing piece the third eye was not written as a book but film work because I was at USC film school but but if I may interject for a second if I may interject for a second by the way may I call you Sophia 
Yes, you may. Thank you. Let's let's go back to childhood first, because I think the audience may be interested in knowing a little bit about your childhood. And, and at the age of 11, you were doing your family's taxes. Just take it from, from a young age. No, I wasn't doing my family taxes. I was doing, I was an entrepreneur at 11 years old. I was doing adults, different people who would pay me to do their taxes, because a lot of grown-ups, did not know how to do taxes, and there was no H&R block. Right. So I was basically getting paid to do people's taxes, and some of the students' homework, because some of them were lazy or whatever, didn't know it, so they paid me to do their homework. So I started as an entrepreneur very early. And so as my brother, he's the one that taught me how to do taxes, and I caught on quite uh, easily with it because I was pretty gifted in mathematics. So doing taxes was just nothing to me, and I started driving at the age of 10 years old, and then, then again, my brother taught me. My brother had a phenomenal gift because um, he was able to uh, like take out a motor or take a motor out of a car and change it from um, standard to automatic or vice versa, make it in, you know, make an automatic, whatever, or you know, standard. Uh, you know, that's the stick. Mm -hmm. And so he just had this unusual gift for mechanics and electronics because he went into later on into the Air Force and he, he was a jet mechanic. He he was the one that fixed on all the planes. So I just had this, this gift and I felt like I got the gift from my grandmother who's native, uh, native uh, American Indian. She's native in Indian, but an American Indian. Uh, Cherokee, and she's full-blooded Cherokee. So that's where I got the gift. This is where you got the gift. This is where you got the gift. And, but, but a nine-year-old, how, how do you learn? Who taught you? Did you say your brother taught you how to... How to yeah, how my brother to... taught me how to drive at 10, 10 when I was 10 years old. Uh, but I had friends already that were driving at nine years old, and their father taught them. A couple of my friends, a guy and a girl, but their father taught them how to drive, and so my brother taught me. He just took me on the highway or the freeway and told me to drive, <laughs> and that's how I learned to drive. So I didn't get a license until I was 24 years old, but I drove everywhere across the country, everywhere. Never got a ticket or anything because I was driving since 10 years old, and I was playing a a musical instrument, the piano. I just had a gift, and I never took any lessons at be before. You know, when I was playing the piano, I knew how to compose. I was composing and playing music and everything uh, way before I even took any lessons. I just had the natural multi-gifted. I, th I think it's interesting that you also mentioned mathematics as you were doing your taxes, because I, I remember clearly how math was a topic, not only for me, but for many other fellow students. That was such a uh, such an unapproachable, closed. Uh, you were made to feel ridiculed if you didn't understand math. But then later in life, I, I, I excelled. But in your case, you got it from an early age and um, you actually skipped high school and went almost directly to college. Take it from there. Well, I want to go back. I, I scored a 98 for the IRS exam. I made, I scored a 98, which is very extremely rare. It's only 
not that many people will score that high, and they wanted me to work for them. Now, I scored a 98 for the IRS in the year in the 80s, like 1982 or 1981 or 82. So my gift in mathematics was just natural. That's that's how the reason why Nostradamus or Leonardo da Vinci, especially Leonardo da Vinci, he was a multi or polymathematician. And lots of people don't think about this, but all geniuses and all creators create from mathematics. The architect that builds the houses, that does the blueprints, because he's, he's the architect when he does the blueprint. And then the workers come in, they put up the house. And the engineer, he does the blueprint. And then, of course, you got these phenomenal cars that you're driving. And so all inventors, you know, uh, just like the guy who, created the safety pin or the you know the clothes pin that used to hold up our clothes all great creators and inventors are gifted in math and the greater the math they the mathematicians they are the greater the phenomenal gifts they're going to create like tesla einstein who's you know iq is 160 so you know what i'm talking about yep. but you don't you're not thinking about it most people think that child prodigies just come out of nowhere, and they just do these incredible feats or incredible gifts. But it's not like that. You you have to already have a gift that's already there. And what happens is when you get a a mentor, or like in my case, these teachers were already phenomenal writers and they were already wealthy and and famous like Big Apple playwright Paul Cherry. I forgot to mention him. He was one of my teachers also. But he was gifted. He was a gifted playwright. And then then like uh, Leon, Leon, uh, Max Siegel was a gifted journalist. And and then you look at Emil Caputi. He was a gifted author and he was a critic and stuff. So he, you know he is multi gifted. And then Leon Roth. He was a producer already in the business. And then his son probably acquired a lot of those gifts. You know, Eric Roth, you know, probably got a lot of gifts from his father because, uh, you know, he did Airport 79. Mm. And, you know, when I came out to California, you know, so what I'm trying to tell you is that it's nothing unusual. This is not, a uh, you know, unusual for someone to have this gift. There are many um, people like myself, they... They go into college, some of them at nine years old, some of them at 10 years old. Uh, and I just happened to take the New, the New York Regents and then go into, go into college. And it's, that is nothing unusual because there, if you look it up on the Internet, you probably find a lot of prodigies. But people never think about them or never talk about them, you know, so they're no, no big deal. But what is a big deal is... How gifted are you in mathematics? Because I was doing payroll uh, when I was a teenager, you know, for a construction company. But this is what I'm, what I'm saying is basically there are a lot of people like myself out there, but it's, it's, it's not talked about except for the famous ones who become super famous like Nostradamus and Leonardo da Vinci, Edgar Cayce, just just other ones where every case he was able to diagnose ma- ma- medicines and so forth to heal and help a lot of people, but he was never a doctor. He didn't go to, to any you know medical schools or anything like that. 
and I didn't take any training or anything to know how to create and do the things that I was doing. There was no H&R block around like they are now, you say. And then my gift is so extensive that when you read my book, The Third Eye, which became The Matrix and Terminator, I'm talking about digital downloading, virtual reality, computerized warfare with the drones, barcodes, scanners. Artificial. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.